my number one tip for coaches who want to increase their sales is to really work to get rid of old wrong thinking and focus 100% on authenticity because you have to be in your purest motive place as you're approaching each call. And when you are in that place, you will serve people and serve the good of your business as well. So wrong thinking has got to go and 100% authenticity. And and believe it or not, you have to work. It sounds like it would be so natural that you have to work <laughs> toward, toward staying in that authentic place, especially if you're like me and you've been through years of manipulative training. You're listening to Quantum Leap Your Sales, the podcast for high-ticket coaches who want to fill their programs with ideal clients. I'm Marielle Diaz, your host. You already have everything you need to succeed inside of you. And right now, I'm going to show you the way. Hey there, welcome to the show. Today, I'm super excited to have one of my amazing clients, Ginger Lynch, join us. Ginger, welcome. How are you doing today? Hi, Marielle. Thank you. I'm doing awesome. A beautiful day. How's the weather over there? It's fantastic. We had a late snow. I'm in Montana. We had a late snow and <laughs> now it's beautiful, lush green everywhere and warm enough to really enjoy the outdoors. So I'm making the most of my summer. And then when winter comes, I'll come visit you. <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like so many times when we've talked, it's been basically summer here and snowing where you are. Yeah, that's that's kind of the story. <laughs> I get that a lot with people that live outside of the boondocks where I live. <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to make it out to your neck of the woods. Hopefully one of these days I can come visit. Oh my gosh, seriously, that would be so much fun. You have to come. Yes, we would have a blast. Yes. So Ginger, you're a woman of many talents. I always like to ask people what their superpower is. Would you share with us what your superpower is? Oh, yeah. Um, I think definitely bounceability. One of my favorite songs, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never going to keep me down. I just, I have a lot of bounce, which is really useful. You are an extremely resilient person. Definitely a high bounce factor. Yeah. You know, Ginger, one of your other superpowers, I think, is that you're an instant connector. You have this amazing ability to form a genuine, authentic connection with literally anyone, any place, anytime. And people think that they were like their new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, that's, yeah. Thank you. That's, that's humbling. But I, yeah, I love people. I, I do love people from all walks of life, except the issue ones. I mean, who does? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to love those ones. <laughs> You know, the ickies I can love from afar. That's right. Blow the kiss and keep walking. From afar. <laughs> so I invited Ginger to be here today because she's a part of a team of enrollment coaches that I trained for a weight loss coaching company. And when we first started working together, she had already been through quite a bit of sales training for high ticket coaches. And I wanted her to come today and just share a little bit about what she's learned. I know what Ginger, when we first started working together, you were still feeling pretty stuck and frustrated. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if you could share with us, what were you struggling with on your sales calls when we first started working together? Yeah, you know, you came for me at just the right moment. Just to give a little bit of background for anybody that's listening, I've been in sales and marketing for over 25 years. And I've been a business owner and I have worked with a myriad of coaches, done a ton of programs, received high-end training in a lot of methods, you know, the kind that always promised the moon. And I will say that I, of course, learned from those, 
nothing really ever just took root and really felt right for me. I always felt like I was just kind of getting further and further away from my true, true self. And worse than that, I wasn't seeing any results. So after putting in hours of work and investing large amounts of money, um, I kind of felt like every time I just came out and was really discovering, oh, this is yet again with different verbiage, packaged differently, but it's the same manipulation tactics that are leaving me exhausted and spent that make me feel like I'm not being authentic. I'm not serving people. Just kind of made me feel yucky at the end of the day, like I was just following these methods and the people part of it was kind of left out of it. And I was exhausted when by the time you came, I had been going through a, quite a bit of intensive coaching and was really working hard to make all this happen. And at the end of one day, I kid you not, the the client, the potential client was in tears. I got off the phone and cried. And I thought, you know, in my 50s, is this the way I want to be doing my business? Like I mm-hmm. just, this, it just felt yucky. And of course, not every day ended like that. But then when you came along, there was this incredible breath of fresh air. I really stepped away. And I, I mean, honestly, Muriel, when I first met you, I was not of you. You're a delightful human being, but I was skeptical. I know because <laughs> I had been trained to be cynical at this point, right? Everybody promised the next best thing. If you just do this, if you just do this. And I'm one of the, I'm one of these people. I'm actually very disciplined with execution. So I was doing what everyone told me to do, but I wasn't seeing the results and I was losing all my positive energy. And I'm a naturally very positive person, but it was wearing me down. And so when you came along, <laughs> I still had this glimmer of hope, but uh, I was pretty cynical. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. I think I might have fought you a little at the beginning. <laughs> um, I don't that, but I'm pretty sure I do recall. <laughs> You're not alone. That's all I'll say. Yes. It may have been a little bit poopy. Yes. Which I apologize for now. No, it's okay. You know, I really understand because many people who come to me are in that place of being skeptical. They've been through many trainings before, implemented lots of techniques, done what I call the veiled manipulation. Yes. All of my clients are very heart-centered, purpose-driven, and oftentimes people come to me thinking that is the only way to be successful in their business Mm -hmm. is to implement these tools and tactics that really are actually quite manipulative, even if a different covering is put on them, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I understand why you were skeptical, and I understand why many people come to me that way based on what they've learned previously. Yeah. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I was definitely there. I think you know I was there. I I um, kind of was at a point of questioning everything. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you got me after I had been worked over for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I had a learning curve, a new kind of learning curve. Yep, you did. <laughs> what would you say has been a relief to you about my approach, Ginger? Yeah, first of all, um, seriously, Mariel, you're... And I think people that are intuitive at all can tell this just from your voice and from the the vibe that you that you put off. But you really are just night and day different. And even dealing with my cynicism and kind of my snarkiness at the beginning. And I do apologize; you didn't get the best version of me out of the gate. But 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 
the difference is that you you understood and you were patient and you were kind through that. And I, I mm-hmm. honestly wish I would have connected with you years ago. Um, and I'm not blowing smoke. Uh, this is, you know, when you asked me to do a, a this podcast with you, I was excited to do it. I, I want to share with people the real thing that is so different than what all of us have experienced. But you helped me not only improve the end results, meaning my sales, my numbers, my ratios really improved. Um, and I'll explain that in a minute, but you helped me also enjoy the journey for the first time in years. So your approach facilitated, I'm kind of chuckling because I know that this was a pain point with me, but you really helped facilitate um, the removal of wrong thinking mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and teaching that I had embraced despite my gut sense that it, that it was not authentic. I had overridden that inside myself. And when you do the work to override your internal voice, like I had done in order to implement some of these methods, and someone comes in and says, no, 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 your internal voice was right in the first place, it kind of, frankly, pisses you off. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just did all this work to adjust what I'm doing. And I remember you gently said, but is it working? Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, well, Marty, it's not. So you you really worked with me, first of all, to get rid of some of the teaching and the manipulation factor that I had been working under before. And then you didn't just leave it at that. You really equipped me and came in and upgirded me with the right teaching and really brought me back to authentic voice with the, the right motivation to really serve others. And so that I could genuinely walk away and let go of really what just boils down to manipulation tactics. So the biggest shift as we work together was was not just the the concrete work, because what you do, I know what I'm saying can sound maybe fluffy, but what you do and the way you took me through it was very concrete. And at times it was like me hitting my head against the wall, but I knew that wall had to come down. So you worked with me and you stuck in there and we got rid of some of the, the wrong teaching and the the even the tactics, the actual concrete tactics that I was doing on calls. But then the biggest shift was as I started to let all of that old stuff go and then do the mindset work you were giving me, apply myself to make the changes that at the end of the day, I wasn't exhausted anymore. And I I don't know if anybody listening out there understands what I mean, but when you give yourself what you think is all of yourself in these phone calls during the day and these sales calls and you get to the end of the day. And even if you had one or two sales, when you get to the end of the day, you feel yucky. You just feel so drained because you, you fought who you are all the way through it. And this is also why I think a lot of people say that they hate sales. It's because of what we've made sales, not because sales is not a service. Because when you do it right, it is a service. So at the end of the day, my energy level after I was working with you, I started to notice my husband noticed, the one kid I have left at home noticed. I wasn't coming to the end of the day just exhausted with nothing left for anybody. I was coming to the end of the day feeling good about myself, feeling good about my work, and still had energy to navigate, you know, real life. The whole reason we all work, which is to have a life. And that for me... After years of marketing and sales and not just the sales calls, but, but in every dynamic of owning a business and getting my, my passion back, 
my energy back was a huge part. That was the big, biggest relief for me in your approach was I was like, wow, I, not only am I, are my numbers improving, but I am getting my life back, my energy back. That's so amazing. You know, a lot of people who come to me are in this place of being worn out and drained. And it's for a bunch of different reasons. Mm -hmm. One of those reasons, though, is that it's incredibly taxing to be using tactics that just don't feel good in your heart. Right. And so on top of managing call volume and call schedules and all of the other things that I teach you guys about, it's also quite draining to use things that just don't feel in alignment for you. So I love to hear that you have more energy and that you're enjoying your calls more and that you're seeing that translate not only into the calls and into the business, but also in your personal life too. Because as you mentioned, that's the whole point of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your life. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Imagine that. Yeah. Exactly. It is possible. <laughs> 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 you can make a huge impact in this world and still have fun and enjoy your life. That's right. Yay. That's good news. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sure is. <laughs> Are there any other things that have shifted for you that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. I just want to say that in the past, I had scripts, of course, we all have, right? So, and I'm not saying that scripts are just totally worthless or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, is when you get beholden to the script or to the blocks of process that force you into kind of an unnatural pace with people, and you're so focused on implementing all these things you've learned that you're not actually having a conversation and listening to someone. That the, the scripts that I use, the processes, the following the process, using what I call framing strong arming where you're just, no matter what, you know, by God, you're going to be in charge of the call. And no matter what's happening on the other end of the call, and then that turns into sometimes a power struggle with the other person that you didn't want or need to have, and it's yep. not going to have a good outcome anyway. Uh, or sleazy types of connection where you feel like you're, like you're some kind of predator and they're the prey. In these cases, in the way I used to do things, is that even when a person would buy, I would feel kind of gross because I didn't like the script. And what I found was when you, and I will never forget you told me this, you said, okay, just for right now, put the script down. You've been doing this for years. Just walk away from the script. You know what you need to say. And you said, just get curious with people. And mm -hmm. I will never forget that because what's funny is that's what we naturally do when we meet people for the first time, isn't it? Like, yeah, if you're really going to connect with someone, and if you're an introvert, maybe you're like, I'm not curious. I want to leave people alone. I'm an extrovert. And so naturally, I do get curious with people. And that's how you, that's how we all connect is when you start to question and wonder and actually genuinely care about where the person's coming from. So I remember you told me, you said, put the script away and get curious. Just get to know the person you're on the phone with. And yeah. you worked with me to drop the phony script, to get in touch with my authentic voice. And of course, you know, this is a process because I swung out of, <laughs> I, I did do a temporary swing where I went too far the other way and I wasn't structured enough to get us to where we needed to go in the call <laughs> because I could just talk with someone all day like they're my best friend. But but the thing <laughs> that, did, that, and then you helped me bring it back into some measure of what of a process. But But yeah. because we went all the way authentic first, 
the process then became a natural part of the conversation I was already having. So it was like literally, I can't I'd explain it. If anyone has ever been stuck to a script or process, you're going to know what I'm talking about because you feel like there's kind of almost an oppression on you. And even if you get a little bit of butterfly-y before you have a call, and that's because you're going to try to sound authentic and connect with these people, but at the same time, you've got this checklist. And when you drop the checklist, and it just becomes a natural part of being curious, and you learn what you need to learn about your potential clients in a very natural way, um, man, that that is, that, Mariel, that so set you apart from what I've done in the past. Now, I've had people tell me to do that, but it's, it's, it's lip service because then when, when they listen to your calls, because, you know, you record so that you can get help and feedback, then when they listen to your calls, all the feedback is basically, no, 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 go back to this regimented da 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 But and, don't use the script. But don't use the script, right. And you're like, wait a minute. I'm being pulled in two different directions. And then that also, that cognitive dissonance where you're doing one thing, feeling another thing, and it doesn't all add up, that energy comes with you. Um, That's right. It's like if I sit down to have coffee with some girlfriends of mine, and let's say my husband and I had a fight, and I'm, I've got a million things on my list, and I kind of feel like I don't have time for coffee, but I'm showing up. Even if I don't say anything, it doesn't take a genius to figure out there's another energy in this conversation that has nothing to do with us having coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing happens when you show up to a call. If you've got all that push and pull, I don't care what's coming out of your mouth, that energy is like a third person sitting on the call. And you helped me get rid of the third person, which I did not need. Yeah. As you know, one of the first things that I do with people is take the script away. And it's because the script gets people stuck up in their minds. And it's understandable why people want to use sales scripts. But the problem, there are actually many problems, but one of the main problems is it keeps people locked up in their heads instead of drawing their energy down into their hearts where they can actually connect. So one of the things I like to do is take that script away, help people find their genuine, authentic voice And then from there, we develop an intuitive call flow where there's some structure, right, but not rigid structure like a script. And what we find is that you instinctively, intuitively know exactly what question to ask the vast majority of the time. Yeah, that's so true. And when you let the person talk and ask open questions that aren't leading, they're just curious. The person does lead you, though, where they need to go. It's yes. like that has, you've trained me so well and I'm such a better listener. And actually, um, I'm sure my friends and family appreciate it as well because I'm a better listener in my life now as well. Instead That's of amazing. coming to a conversation with an agenda, I have an idea where I want to go. Obviously, I'm going to take the call where we need to go. But I let the person within our construct tell me through my curiosity what the agenda is for them. So powerful. Most people in business and in life are listening with only half of their attention at most. They're listening while simultaneously thinking, what am I going to say to that? What's my argument to that? And what that does is it prevents having a deeper, genuine, authentic connection with the person and you miss so much in the process 
the ideal client that you're speaking with on a sales call will show you exactly where to go next. So I love that you mentioned that, Ginger. And one of the things that I bring to people is my background and training as a therapist. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we learned at great length in my therapy training, right? How to actually listen. And this is something that I find that the vast majority of enrollment coaches miss on sales calls. They're listening to respond instead of truly listening to take the conversation deeper, to form a deeper sense of connection, to get more resolution in terms of what that client's pain points are and what the solution is that they need. Yeah, no, that's, you hit the nail on the head. And, and like I said, too, is that not only did you help polish me, obviously, for these high ticket interactions, but you, this isn't lip service. I know we've all used these same words before. That's why I almost wish that I could like borrow totally new words because it is genuinely different when you engage with the person where the person's at. And, and I've got to tell you, when I get someone that isn't going to be an ideal fit and isn't going to be a good client, I let the conversation go there because why would I want to saddle someone with my product, my, my service, if they aren't a good fit? That doesn't serve anybody. It doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve me. And, and the way that I do things with you is so much more freeing because I am authentically in that moment. And if that person shows me, not that they're not a good person, that's not, I'm not judging them as a person at all. I've talked to many, many, many wonderful, delightful people that I really genuinely enjoyed the conversation with, but I didn't invite them to work with my program because it wasn't a good fit. And that's okay. It is okay. And not only is it okay, it's very important. And that is another area of growth for you Yeah. as we've worked together. I remember earlier on when we were talking about sales calls and I'd be like, Ginger, (laughs) why did they get an offer? (laughs) Right, right. Well, the practical side of me was like, do you know how much money goes into just getting a quote unquote lead? And that's what you too is I stopped thinking of people as leads. Which is, hey, yeah. I'm just going to be honest. When you've been in sales and marketing as long as I have, at yeah. all different rungs, at all different levels, across internet, person to person, I mean, you name it. If, it. if it's a form of sales or marketing, I have probably done it. And all the terminology, all of the, the jargon that we use in our, in our arena, uh, you know, leads, sales ratios, like, like when, you're, when you're using those words... With you, I went through a period of time where I quit calling them leads and would only call them by name because I didn't mm-hmm. want, I needed to shift my own mentality. Also, that, that set me free to, like you said, if they weren't a good fit, I didn't invite them in. It was okay. I had a lovely conversation with them, blessed them, sent them on their way, but, and it was perfectly okay to say, you know, you know what, this one isn't a good fit. This person, I don't think, is going to benefit from this. They're not ready. They're not in that place. And that's okay. It's not a, it's, it's not a judgment. And it also doesn't mean they weren't a good, quote, unquote, lead. Exactly. <laughs> and it's very respectful of the person right. when we're willing to do that. Because part of what I teach is that we put the ideal client's interest first above our own, above our own desire to make money, above our own enrollment goals. And when you put that ideal client first and only make offers to people who really are in a position to benefit from the offer, 
everything works so much better and enrollment rates actually go much, much higher. Yeah. No, you know what? The second, wow, I I really went through a shift during the time that you and I were really intensive coaching and you were dealing Mm -hmm. with my, my old monsters. And, and one of the things that was so hard for me to let go of, and I know you know this, is I work with a partner and he is the one investing primarily in the uh, lead funnel. And I believe me, as a business owner, I've invested many lead funnels in my lifetime and I know that they can seriously be a money suck. So you feel, Mm -hmm. I would feel this guilt if I didn't invite someone in, even though I knew that they would be a horrible fit. And you actually made me write down, I put it on a sticky note, my computer, and I actually had to read it every call for like two months. But Uh it said, I am serving this client's name, best interest, when I reject and do not allow, invite people in that are not a good fit. That is the service. Because I had this thing in my head where I was like, well, I got to make the most of this quote unquote lead. And, you know, the process of not calling them leads, the process of thinking of them as an individual, as a human being, and the process of letting go of that pressure to invite everyone in. And that was a process. And even now, because I leak, I'll go back to doing that and I'll stick that, I'll write some form of that again and put it in front of myself because I'm like, Ginger, come on. That's awesome. The whole thing has got to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, as you know, Ginger, one of my goals is to bring more heart into the sales process. And I really want to help people transform the way that they think about sales and to bring more of a human element to sales. So I love to hear you saying things like letting go of old language. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't like the language of leads and closing and all of those kind of traditional sales terms because it dehumanizes the person that we're speaking with. Yeah. No, you're right. You're Bingo. You're, you're absolutely and right. People, and people feel that. Whereas when we connect to them from our hearts, they can feel the genuineness of that. They can feel that we actually really do care about them, mm-hmm. which then makes it much more likely that they're going to say yes to our offers if we choose to make an offer. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. People are much smarter than I think that we as other people ever give them credit for. <laughs> Yeah, you know, absolutely. you're not, you're not pulling the wool over anybody's eyes. People are pretty savvy, right? That's right. Especially if they made you know, it through my sales funnel. They're, they're savvy. I don't need to be right. treating them like they're anything other than a savvy, capable human, whether they're a good fit or not. Absolutely. You know, everyone is intuitive, whether they use that word to describe themselves or not. It's an instinct that we all have and people can feel when we don't have their best interests at heart. People can feel when we're manipulating them. People can feel when these types of tactics are being used. And there's really no reason to use them because you actually get much better results when you use more of a heart-centered approach. Yeah. No, I'm... You're preaching the choir now. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a while to join the choir. But I'm here. I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) Ginger, would you be willing to share some of the outcomes that you've experienced as a result of our work together? Of course I would, Muriel. (laughs) Yeah, the the outcome, the results, just to get really concrete with the clients and the potential clients coming in, I I enroll 
consistently at a rate of 90%. When I've got those ideal clients coming in, in fact, there was one week when I had really low call volume. So I had a six sales in one week, enrolled six people in one week. And that it that week was a great week, not just because people were enrolling, but I that was the week I really had that flip of that switch of all the work you and I had done together. I just finally, like I had this breakthrough, I got it. And I was really listening to people. I was getting curious. And so I had that six people in one week. And then I had 90% closure continuing. In fact, just um, last month, at a very low call volume, I was traveling. I had a lot going on. And I hit at a 100% closure rate. Because when I would approach the calls again, I would just um, get into that mindset place where you've taught me to go. Um, so not only am not only am I getting those results, but it, like I said, I'm doing it without feeling exhausted or dr- that dread that you can sometimes get if you're if you just feel like you don't want to do the call. So amazing! You know, that's one of the benefits of the strategies that I teach is you don't need to take as many calls. Right? Yes. No, that's true. It's amazing. Right, because your effectiveness goes way up. And as you get the right people coming through the funnel and your enrollment rate goes up, you don't have to overburden yourself with so many calls. So even when you're busy and life is calling you to other places to travel, you know, you've got things going on with family, you can still meet your enrollment goals with much fewer calls. Yeah. You know, I just have to interject here because if I was listening back in my old mindset, and I heard you say that. I would have literally probably out loud gone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm telling you, as a former cynic and someone that you have really worked to bring along the, the, the path mm-hmm. to this, this freedom of enrollment and freedom of, of, of doing these, these calls is that it's true. It is absolutely true. The effectiveness skyrockets. So the, the as the quality increases, the quantity doesn't have to be this exhausting driving force because I'm just so much more effective. It's it's absolutely true. Before you, I was doing literally twice as many calls with a quarter of the results. That's and that's wow. documented truth. <laughs> Since yep. you, I do far less calls, but I'm far more efficient and effective. And yeah, that's part of the freedom too is you don't feel saddled under hours and hours of calls that really, if you're doing the coaching and fulfillment side, you don't have time to do all that. That's right. That's right. What were the top three things that you learned, Ginger, that got you to that 90% enrollment rate and enrolling six clients in one week? Okay. Number one, I'm going to say that mindset is everything. Mindset work, there isn't anything more important in anything that you've been taught, no matter, and I'm not going to refer other training, but I have a feeling a lot of us have been through the same training. The most (laughs) important thing is mindset and not the way you've been taught mindset, but the way, Muriel, that you teach mindset, which has a totally different energy to it. So number one, I did learn that mindset is everything and getting myself into proper alignment in my thinking was key and number one, absolutely had to happen. Number two of the top three is going to be that it's okay and even preferred to say no and to not make an offer to fits that aren't quite right. Mm-hmm. And, and that empowerment of when you go into the call, you don't, you don't feel that pressure of, I have to make an offer on this call. That was huge for me. Number three is keeping authentic genuine intent 
and being curious really set me free. It allowed me to really serve people, care about people and love people um, where they're at. So just being authentic, being genuine with your own voice and putting that above and at the forefront of everything that you're going to do. All of those are so powerful. Based on what you've learned, what is your number one tip for coaches who want to increase their sales? Okay. So my number one tip for coaches who want to increase their sales is to really work to get rid of old wrong thinking and focus 100% on authenticity because you have to be in your purest motive place as you're approaching each call. And when you are in that place, you will serve people and serve the good of your business as well. So wrong thinking has got to go and 100% authenticity. And and believe it or not, you have to work. It sounds like it would be so natural that you have to work <laughs> toward, toward staying in that authentic place, especially if you're like me and you've been through years of manipulative training. As you know, Ginger, a lot of the work that I do is helping people decondition old beliefs, decondition mm-hmm. old systems, untangling all of the cobwebs in your brain, right? To get yeah. the programming, the inner scaffolding yeah. in alignment with yourself and with the outcomes that you want to create. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's empowering. It's it's painful times. <laughs> But I, I'll tell anybody out there that's listening, Muriel can take it. She's pretty tough. Yep. <laughs> I am tough. <laughs> True. I, I, I was, I'm sure I had days I wasn't a delightful client for her, but I, but she can take it. She's tough and she will help you rebuild that scaffolding even when you take your fist at her. <laughs> yep. So with all of the deconstructing of old belief systems, it can be normal to feel a little bit mentally, emotionally sore. Right. So this process is very equivalent to physical conditioning, physical training, but in the mental, emotional and energetic realm. So there can be some discomfort at the beginning as we have to extract all of the old beliefs, all of the old structures. But with that comes the amazing benefit, as you've mentioned so many times here today, Ginger, of feeling more empowered and more free. Yeah. Yeah, because the end result, even though I'm kind of joking about the pain at the beginning, because it was, I mean, I'm just being honest. I, okay. And some of it I fought you on. I worked with you for the same part. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to deal with it. But once I gave over to and surrendered to the process that that you were by God going to take me through, <laughs> I surrendered to that. And I realized, oh my God, we're doing this. Uh, w- once I surrendered to it, seriously, the empowerment and the freedom on the other side, I would do it a hundred times over. Because it, I love it, hearing you say that. Yeah. And I mean it. It's it's set me free. And my outcomes, my the the concrete number side of it is that one hundred percent improved. Complete turnaround. Yeah, when we do that inner work on ourselves, it translates into tangible results in the business. So often people come to me and they just want to focus on quote unquote fixing things in the business Mm -hmm. and they don't want to pay any attention to their mental, emotional, energetic state. Mm -hmm. And I can understand that it seems inconvenient. It's things that we think we already did once before, things that aren't on the to-do list, but it is the necessary prerequisite to increasing enrollment numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, man, you hit the nail on the head there. So true. I know I, I myself resisted it because it is true because when you come, once I found you, 
and I know you understand this because I'm sure a lot of people come to you like this. I had already gone through, again, yep. the same vernacular, the same verbiage was used. So I thought I had already done all that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so I was very frustrated that you were trying to back me up to, you know, dadgummit, Muriel, I'm advanced. Like I've already done this. <laughs> That happens pretty much all the time <laughs> with everything. Yes, yes, you're advanced, but you still suck. So how about let's fix that? No, 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 nobody sucks. <laughs> Just that this work really requires a willingness to come to the table with beginner's mind to yeah. approach the work if you've never done it before. Because I only work with people who have done a tremendous amount of work. So if people are just getting into mindset work for the very first time, I'm not for them. I probably will scare them. Yeah. Or at least overwhelm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, and it is, you, you do, and it's healthy to do this, but to, when I, like I said, I surrendered to it. I finally humbled down and said, okay, this woman obviously knows what she's doing. You're going to put yourself in her hands. You're just going to do what she told you to do. Cause that's part of being teachable, coachable. Yeah. And I do think that especially the longer you do this, you have to remind yourself that if you're going to coach other people, you have to be coachable. <laughs> Such amazing point. Yes and yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very important to be coachable. And there's a direct correlation between our own level of coachability and how we show up, not only with our clients, but also on our sales calls as well. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's true. All right, Ginger. Well, we've been having so much fun here today. I'm going to wrap us up with one question. Okay. So what I'd love to know, we're right about at the halfway point of 2021 right now. Definitely. And I'd love to know what is your power word or power phrase for the rest of 2021? That's easy for me. It's love conquers fear. So powerful. I love that. It's so true. Yeah. It's one of the breathing exercises I like to teach people. Breathing in love, breathing out fear. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Especially in well, the, the dynamic of where we're at in this nation right now. I just think yes. it's always a truism. It doesn't, that truth doesn't change. It's just very germane to where we are right now. It sure is. And, you know, every moment gives us the opportunity to choose love over fear again and again and again. Yep, that is true. Well, Ginger, it's been so amazing to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mariel. I always love being with you. Thank you. Are you ready to enroll more perfect fit clients into your high ticket coaching program? If so, I'd love to invite you to book a free breakthrough call. On the call, we'll spend up to 45 minutes together, getting you clear on what has been holding you back from making more sales, as well as developing a plan together to help you to reach your goals. To book your call, go ahead and head on over to marieldiaz.com forward slash connect. We can't wait to talk with you soon.